Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, Doug. Hello, Doug Benson. I blew it last week, dude, when Oscar Nunez was on. What happened? He played Father Doug on the TV show People of Earth. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he would have had to say about it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, well. we, had, we had a Doug. We had him in the <laughs> we had him in the barrel, but we didn't take any shots at him. Uh, but don't worry. Today's guest, Jimmy Pardo, host of the Never Not Funny podcast, part of the Misfit Toys Podcast Collective. Um, I'll just make sure that uh, he gets asked if he's ever played a character named Doug. There we go. <laughs> you know, cover our bases. Yeah, and I was thinking for the when we get to the eat some leftovers part, if we both say it in unison, I think over Zoom, like it just makes one of our mics cut out. Okay. So, so I was thinking when we get to that part, I'm going to say, uh, uh, <laughs> um, you know, something to the effect of, all right, Jimmy, it's time for you to, or we'd like you to, and then you jump in and say, eat some leftovers. You know, you could do it any voice you want, but cool. something, uh, you know, something uh, jarring would be good. <laughs> right. Jarring. <laughs> like a theme song. Yeah, exactly. We should get some, <laughs> the guy that did the theme song. I should get him to also make a, a sting. To <laughs> eat some leftovers. <laughs> Perfect. All right, cool. Let's go to work. Hello, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, yeah, that's my intro. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we just say hi. We do a cold open where we talk all about who you are so we don't have to you know, get into that with you to your face. Okay. We just bring you right in, introduce you to the other Doug, Doug Mellard. Hello, Hello Doug. And you already mean? know him. You, you know he, he doesn't bite, and he'll be here hanging out. And, um, yeah, it's pretty uh, – Pretty low tech. I like right. your, uh, you have your picture on Zoom, Jimmy, is a, uh, you have a never not funny face mask on. Uh, yes, a fan was nice enough to make those. Um, and then we sold them and gave the uh, the proceeds to uh, the frontline workers. Um, 
And uh, they did they did art, and uh, I think, but I think they were really cool looking mask. So you got like a box of them in the garage, is what you're saying? I don't have any here. She did all the shipping. Um, I, I, I if, if there is a box, she has them. But I do know that we. Uh, I think we bought a stethoscope. I think that's what we were able to provide. Oh, okay. Those are expensive. I, are they? I don't know. I actually thought maybe that was the cheapest thing. I for humor, I was going for something <laughs> low. I, I don't know anything about the cost of stethoscopes in 2021. What do they call the thing that you get? They test your reflexes with that little rubber hammer. Oh. Uh, Mallet? Doug Mallard? Yeah. I think, probably, Doug, I think it's called uh, Doug Mallard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's and just Doug a rubber mallet. I can tell you from personal experience that Doug Mallard is uh, cheaper than a stethoscope. <laughs> oh, just, you, you, you know him better than I do. I, I, again, I yeah. don't know from stethoscopes. I, I, I stopped following the price of stethoscopes at like right, right around 2010. Um, yeah, I would like, uh, I had a prop stethoscope for a while, but I don't know where I put it. Uh, Doug, it's did you ever have uh, prop birds? Did you ever have, by any chance have prop birds? Yeah, I had little wind-up birds that uh-huh. I would place on my glasses. And, um, you know, as soon as I got LASIK, that bit was ruined. Uh, that was, you know what, I used to do the bit too about, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, like if I saw a horrible movie, I would say I saw the trailer for that. I wouldn't see that movie if it was playing in my glasses. And yeah. It got it would kill, and then uh, it was one of those jokes like, "Well, now I have LASIK, and I lost uh, a, a nice, uh, just one line, but I lost a nice, uh, a nice laugh." Yeah, it's a solid piece of business, but it got a big laugh from us today because our cameras are off, and we're just imagining that you have glasses on. Well, you know what I do? <laughs> I, I actually have my reading glasses on for this reason. Um, if you're looking for a 3M Litman Classic Three stethoscope, we're looking at about seventy nine dollars. Oh wait! Oh. Let me, I apologize. The 3M Littman Core digital stethoscope is $349. <laughs> so you could pay some money on a stethoscope is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, you get it, they, you know, you get what you pay for. You know, there's some that are just the one that's like a cup uh, at the end of a string. That one's not as good. Not a, it, 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 but <laughs> you're also not paying a lot of money for it. So you're not. And you just, and you're getting, giving yourself something to do, putting it together. Um, <laughs> Give yourself, I will say this, in, in, and again, I don't know where the money went specifically. I, I'd like to think it with the stethoscopes, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm the hero for providing something for those frontline workers. It really is me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Than, thank you for acknowledging it. Thank you. That's, that's the, that's the uh, yeah, we can't miss that point. Uh, it doesn't matter how much was raised. It matters who it was raised for. Yeah. And um you know, I say if there is a box of those things somewhere, I would like one. That's um, all I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, I could certainly get you one. I will talk to the powers that be. Yeah. See if they, and I, I think there's more of a market out there for them as well. Just us talking them up could probably sell an extra two or three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Easily two. Easily two. Sure. <laughs> uh, welcome to Wide World of Doug's. Started off as a podcast just about the name Doug, but seriously, how long can you talk about that? Um, <laughs> but we do like episodes. to we do like to start talking about names, and the you know the name of our guest is where we start. Growing up, Jimmy James Pardo. How did that? Uh, how do you feel that name worked out for you? Are you are you pleased with it? Uh, well, you know what? Most of my most of my life, I was Jim, Jim Pardo. Um, and my mom would call me Jimmy. And um, uh, for second grade, they uh, the teacher called me James and all the kids called me James. And I hated every second of it. 
Um, and then um, when I, I hated my mom calling me Jimmy because I felt like a little boy. Um, and then, but as I got older, then my friends started calling me Jimmy as a nickname. Um, and so here's what happened. Uh, uh, fun, uh, I guess fun in quotes, depending on what, you know, if you enjoy it at the end of this, um, when I went to my very first open mic and to sign up, I wrote down Jim Pardo and my friends that were there with me, who were the ones that called me Jimmy, they went, but you're not Jim, you're Jimmy that we call you Jimmy. So I wrote down Jimmy Pardo and, uh, here we are. I, uh, that's why I was Jimmy and not Jim as a comedian because of that one day. Yeah, there's just moments where you have to pick what, you know, what, what's going to happen. You know, you see it in movies and it seems phony that like, oh, he didn't switch to that for the rest of his life in right. that one moment. But that's well, that's all it takes. Uh, right. I think it's I think it was a good choice. I mean, you know, like how many. I mean, Jim Gaffigan, but like just Jim to me doesn't, that doesn't seem like a fun person. In fact, just looking at him, Jim Gaffigan doesn't seem like a fun person. You know what? I, I'll agree with that too. But, and I also think that uh, the, the other one, you know, Jim Carrey, I think you need, um, you need it to flow. And I don't think Jim Pardo flows on stage. I think Jimmy Pardo does. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. That said, Bruce, yeah. I, I, uh, Doug, I, I talked to uh, my manager, Bruce, uh, about changing it maybe 10 years ago where I, I felt like once again, like maybe Jimmy sounds too young for me. And, and he just went really Johnny Carson. I'm like, all right, we're done with the conversation. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Brucey knows what to say. It was, it was perfect. It was like, it was the, I, and I, pre, I, I thought it was going to be like a 20 minute conversation. And he goes, the second he said, really Johnny Carson, like conversations over. I don't even know why I called you. I apologize. Have a good day. Uh, yeah, the, the funny man, the funny man gets to, uh, you know, gets to run with that the whole time, you know, like, like uh, soupy sales never had to cut back to just soup. That's, that's a good point, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the first one that came to mind. I thought, oh, that is perfect. I love it. Uh, here's another fun <laughs> thing. Uh, my my dad, I'm a junior. I'm James Pardo uh, Jr. And my uh, so my dad's mom, an old, a nice old Italian lady. Uh, because I was the second, she, uh, she called me Jim Jim. So I was Jim Jim from her and oh. that side of the family for, uh, maybe my first 10 years. That's, uh, that's Awful, an right? interesting one. Yeah, yeah. That just sound, I don't know what. That, <laughs> it's like I, Jar Jar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you said people going to die. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Doug, Doug. I don't think you, it works. You know, I was just reading the other day that that guy, uh, Ahmad Best, you know, there's rumors that he's going to be in, you know, one of these upcoming uh, Star Wars things. And, he, and, you know, and he squashed the rumors saying, no, you know, Jar Jar's not coming back. You know, I'm not going to play Jar Jar again. Uh, and, but then it went on to talk about how, like, he, he would get death threats and stuff. And I'm just like, I was never mad at that guy who plays Jar Jar. Right, right. <laughs> uh, like, what, what, why are people, why is there anger? So why did they find his name and look him up when you can just, you know, take a picture of Jar Jar and say anything you want about the character? <laughs> I mean, I know it still would have upset him, and he probably takes it personally, even at that level. But to just track him down and... and give him death threats for being Jar Jar. That's, That's really wild. Uh, and, and by the way, a, a gig any of us would have taken if it was offered to us. Oh, sure. I, I know. I tease, I tease Greg uh, Proops all the time because he's this stupid two-headed sportscaster right. thing in the uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, 
Which, uh, which, by the way, I, I when I saw that, I saw it in Las Vegas. I was working at the Improv at Harrah's, and I went to the first showing at the movie theater, and nobody was there. And um, so I was able to stretch out on a couple of seats, and I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about so, right. Um, and I do remember waking up to Greg Proops's voice and then going, oh, good, at least I could walk out of here with some positive thing. Uh didn't uh, did you uh yes. did you ever circle back and uh, watch the whole thing uh i did and you know felt the same as most of the rest of the world like oh that was rather boring yeah <laughs> really really took all the uh, fun out of star wars it really yeah. did yes agreed but then it came back with that uh uh i don't know i don't know the names i'm not that deep into it but the one that came out maybe 10 years ago seven years ago force awakens force awakens with uh you know when uh Boy, when that Millennium Falcon shows up for the first time, I, I'm not again. I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, but uh, that showed up. I got chills. It was exciting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, they 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 played that right, and then you know, it's been kind of shaky until Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian's kind of. Uh, oh, it's so good. It's fixed everything because it's just so. It just feels like the Star Wars that was you know that George Lucas originally created. You know, like uh, it's like they took the you know keys away from him and you know they're driving uh, you know the car keeping it pristine for him you know it's just so strange uh, uh i'm not but, watching my, my son loves the mandalorian um uh i i, I was not going to invest in that because i and i guess i'm wrong based on you and what everybody else says because oh, uh, those movies were so stinking boring after after force awakens that uh i was out yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's back. I mean, they get a lot of it through. They get a lot of your attention through cuteness because Baby Yoda is like the cutest <laughs> thing ever. Right. Uh, but but the, the character Mandalorian and his quest and just how, how the whole the whole vibe of it, because that's the thing to me is that Star Wars has never been able to really like capture that first, you know, that first movie. Like, obviously, the second one, Empire, was was, you know, everybody thinks that one was better and they're and they're right. But then beyond that, it's like it just kept getting further and further away from that for why we like that very yeah. first Star Wars, I, I think. But of course, nerds can argue about this all day long about all the <laughs> all the ways that it went wrong. But I, I definitely feel like the, the crew that's in charge of this new thing, there's, you know, John Favreau and Taika Waititi. They're like such big fans. Peyton Reed, they're all big fans of that very first star Wars. And so they, they know, they know that vibe, you know, and they're able to uh, continue with the show. Yeah. It feels like a clean slate in many ways, which is good. That's exactly what they needed after the solo film that came out. Yeah. Mm. And the, the, the star Wars ride, if you do go back to uh, Disneyland ever again, like if you get a really nice, uh, you know, family sized hazmat suit, uh, <laughs> The, uh, the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance thing at, at Disneyland is very, it's very well done. It's very, oh, it feels like you're in a Star Wars movie. It's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, yeah, we're going to go back, I guess, at some point. 2024 is what we're looking at. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're excited. Come yeah. Up. So Olive, Oliver likes that sort of thing. He does. He's a, uh, you know, he's a big comic book guy. He loves going to the, you know, the local Comic-Con, the, the Stan Lee one. Um, and he makes a, until last year, he, he would make his own costume. He was Mr. Uh, Mix Picklets or whatever that guy's name is. Mitzelplik? Uh, -huh. uh, what, say it again, please? Mitzelplik? Is that the guy? <laughs> yeah, Mitz Mitzelplik, yeah. He was yeah, him. Yeah. And then he was Plastic Man one year. And then Ooh. he was, um, 
Somebody else, uh, another year, obviously, but uh, these costumes were like he's walking around and all the other nerds are like, look at this guy doing this costume. Look at this guy doing this guy. And um, <laughs> so we got a nice charge out of that. And, uh, you know, he enjoyed it and uh, he got to meet Stan Lee because of my father-in-law. So, he, wow. uh, yeah, that he's all into that stuff. Oh, boy, that worked out pretty good for him then. It did. You know, he got to, uh, you know, because of uh, Walter, he got to cut the line and uh and meet stan lee and i think you know stan lee was in a chair and uh, did the pose that he did with every other person that took a photograph with him (laughs) (laughs) i love that sort of thing um and uh and what do you think oliver's take is on the name oliver do you think he's uh enjoying it oh that's a great question um um i don't uh i think i think he likes it um uh, yeah, I think he does. You know, when we named him Oliver, there weren't a lot of Olivers in the world. Then that became a very popular kid name. Um, so at first it was people were like, oh, interesting. Oh, old school. Huh? OK. And, um, and then it, uh, you know, uh, it's taken off. So uh, and then there's a lot of famous Olivers. I think he likes it. That's a long winded way to go to that. I think he, <laughs> um I, mean, I think you'd I think you'd know about it if you didn't like it, you know, like uh, I think kids, if they don't like their name, they start, uh, you know, toying with the idea of, you know, how do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's no chatter of that. Um, uh, his nickname is or not his nickname, his middle name is Griffin. So I always call him Oliver Griffin. The, the two kind of go back to they kind of uh, pair nicely. Um, That's a strong name. Oliver Griffin, that's a great, like, if he, uh, if he wants to go into show business, I suggest he goes with that over, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't anchor himself to this Pardo name. That's just going to sink him. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been strange if we asked, how, how's he like it? And you're like, well, just today he told me he absolutely hates it. Um, I will tell, I will <laughs> share this with you guys. I, his nickname, since he was um, literally a week and a half old, was Silly Goose. And then... I, it was Silly Goose until he got too old, and then it, it, it was just Goose. I call him Goose, and I still call him Goose to this day. And every time I do it, he does have the look on his face like, dude, that has to end. It has to end. <laughs> you, you cannot. I'm going into high school. You can't call me Goose when you drop me off from high school. And uh, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like nicknames like that as a kid, they're cool as a kid. And then there is that middle period, like middle school, where it's not cool. But it's, at a certain point, I feel like it comes back around and it could be cool again. I think so, too. But I think but, he, but he's, he's he's right in the middle of and, you know, like if he wasn't at home doing Zoom school and, and was on campus, I think I think the talking to about Goose would have happened already. It would have been right. like, it's uh, it's time to retire this dad. And, uh, and, he, and again, he's not wrong. He's entirely right. Uh, but, uh, you know, you call somebody something for 13 years, it's hard to uh, shake it loose. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is you're still it's still going to slip out sometime and you're going to it's going to be the one where you really shouldn't say it. And right. You're going to say it anyway, because that's that's what parents are going to do. My uh, <laughs> to, to that point, my wife, Danielle and I, we were joking the other day about like if, when he gets old enough and he, and he starts bringing girls home to like to introduce us to a girlfriend or something. And we're like, D- did he tell you that his name is goose short for silly goose? And then <laughs> <laughs> just have that girl run out to the car and leave. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be so embarrassed by it if you just thought ahead and, you know, nicknamed him Iceman. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, and that is the other thing. Goose, of course, uh, spoiler alert dies in Top Gun. And so like, uh, it's not it, it, for that point. It is not a great uh, a nickname. So yeah, we have to switch it over to the Iceman. Can I have a less morbid nickname, Dad? <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> but it's short for Silly Goose. <laughs> silly Geese never die. 
That's true. I mean, was that so? What's his name? Anthony Edwards looked like a goose to somebody when they when he got the name. Oh, that's a good point. Why did he, why was that his nickname? Because everybody's name was such a like badass nickname. Why does the one goofier guy get a goofy <laughs> <Right>. nickname? <laughs> why didn't he complain? You know, like Steve Buscemi complaining about being Mr. Pink. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that story. Oh, in the you know, oh, in, in the, the movie. Okay, in right, the movie, the, movie, the character right. does. So why doesn't Goose the character? Maybe he does. I haven't seen it in a minute, but maybe at one point, Anthony Edwards is like, I wish people would stop calling me Goose. It, uh, you know what, it might, be, it might be in the DVD extras because we, we ended up watching it maybe uh, at some point during this pandemic, we watched Top Gun. And, uh, you know, we've watched, uh, boy, we've 125 movies, I think we've watched uh, oh, during yeah. the pandemic. And um, we rank them. We do this whole family thing where we rank our movies um, and we do these big reveals. And uh, it's fun for the 12 minutes that's happening. Um, but, uh, Top Gun was a movie that, you know, in 1986, when it came out, I absolutely loved it or, and, and thought it was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, in, in rewatching it, uh, boy, it's not very good. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll happen sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Cause it was like, I, I would like defend it. Like for 20 years, I'd go, no, you're wrong. That's a great movie. It's fun. And then you watch it. It's like, oh boy, I've been wrong for 30 years. This thing's a nightmare. I've had a couple conversations with friends over the pandemic where, you know, we are watching a little bit more, taking in more stuff. And, you know, somebody defends something hardcore like that from nostalgic pur- purposes. Right. And I'll go revisit it. And then they call me back like, yo, God, it was awful. That was uh-huh. terrible. <laughs> a lot of decisions in the 80s and 90s. Just awful. You know, one, one that did, uh, that I uh, was glad that it uh, held up was uh, Pretty in Pink was uh, is still a good movie. That, uh, mm. uh, I, at least for me, I enjoyed it, and Oliver enjoyed it, and, uh, and that's uh, it, as long as Goose is happy, I'm happy. Well, that's the thing is that you, you know, are, it's more fun for you if he's enjoying the movie that, that you, you know, wanted to see if, you know, what would happen if you watched it. And, uh, you know, unless, like, I, I never like it when I'm like, kind of pushing for a movie and you can once you're watching you can tell the person you're watching it with is is like not into it the worst Uh, right because it's just you can't force them to be into it no matter how much enthusiasm you have it's just not going to translate um and uh (laughs) so what can you give us like an example of uh of one uh, other than top gun because yeah top gun is crazy how like how oiled up and like sexy tv commercial that the, like the the uh, beach volleyball oh my scene God. is it, it's just insane it's like <laughs> we weren't watching it as teenagers or whatever going what why are we watching this what is happening <laughs> what does this have to do with <laughs> with uh you know the what i think is the main story which is a, a, a you know a guy that just you know won't ever do what anybody tells him but he wants a career in the career in the military <laughs> right how does the oil move the story forward uh. <laughs> um yeah we did an interruption a movie interruption of that uh, film festival a few years ago oh, you did and, uh, yeah and then just uh, you know, we've come so far like this, at least this new Top Gun, I'm assuming that the uh, flight sequences won't be just so utterly chaotic and impossible to follow. Right. <laughs> like in that first movie, I think when it, when it first came out, it was just exciting because there was so much of that kind of stuff in the movie. But now you watch it now. It's like, what is even what's going on? Like it's uh, the effects aren't good. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and to that point, it's, you know, our, our mutual friend, John Hamm was telling me that, 
you know, they, they lived on that, on a, 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 a aircraft carrier. They lived on that for like a week or something, shooting the, uh, some scenes. So like the scenes are going to be real. Like the plane flights are it's like, so it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really cool movie. Um, it could also uh, crap the bed. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that, uh, you know, I would hope that I think in the early days of his career, you know, Tom Cruise can only have, uh, you know, can only have a certain amount of control. And even though the movies he's in or hits, I think you go back and look at a lot of them and they stink. But when you see like, you know, the movies he's doing lately, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're just so, so at worst, you know, like the guy puts in so much effort. Yeah every time that you know kind of pays off especially considering his you know uh public persona you know he's just hasn't scored any points uh, you know as a movie star really so it's that's another thing that's kind of amazing that his movies are still big hits even though your average person seems to have uh, you know disdain for him yeah and, and by the way i'm one of those people but yet if if tom cruise has a movie opening i'm there opening night because i think he's terrific and <laughs> isn't that wild yes it's it's uh you know i i won't go see a woody allen movie ever again in my life but or a kevin spacey movie ever makes it but for some reason tom cruise gets a pass for, uh for me and i don't uh i don't know why uh, you know, because I guess, uh, you know, Scientology, uh, you know, obviously is a big uh, strike against him, but it's such a shadowy, you know, we hear about it and we hate it because it's, you know, uh, they have tons of money and they don't have to pay taxes because it's, they call themselves a church, you know, so we, so we see the scam right in front of our eyes. Right. And, yeah. you know, and there's even a documentary on HBO that just lays it all out there. And yet it still continues to exist and there's nothing we can do about it. So whether Tom Cruise is involved in it or not, what difference does that make when you're watching him, you know, hang on to the side of a plane? Right. And <laughs> he's great. And again, he's great. Everything is, I, I think he's terrific. He's just, uh, you know, I think he's got roped into Scientology like everybody else that gets into Scientology. Like, yeah. I think, I think he's, you know, kind of just in love with the idea of being a, a leader and doesn't, doesn't, you know, think of it as a cult because he's too busy making these crazy movies where he uh, there's nobody that works harder than him yeah like right. you know he's constantly running you know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> literally running <laughs> it's still you know, fast. Yes. yeah it's wild it's he's he's gonna it's, it'll be interesting to see as time goes on because he did you know get into trouble for you know he was right to tell people they should you know be covid careful but he was really rude about it yes uh, he was <laughs> it was pretty um, uh pretty brutal now he's he's about to be is he 60 years old yet he's a, or if he's not he's close right yeah he's about 58 so let me ask you a question here's a guy who's about to be 60 do you think you could beat him in a running race <laughs> i don't think i could beat him in a smiling race <laughs> i uh uh he's just you know i mean I like that he's starting to show a little wear and tear. Like he's, you know, he's yeah. not as, as boyish as he, as he was, you know, five minutes ago, but right. uh, you know, he's still just, it's just amazing how he's held up. But yes. I, part, part of that is, is that he's, he's forced himself to live a life of like, he doesn't, he doesn't get to eat junk food. He's got to work out yeah. four hours a day, <laughs> right. you know, and I ain't but, doing that. No, no <laughs> way. Are you kidding me? Mm -mm. I'll, I, no. I'd rather lose the running race to Tom and have a Twinkie than uh, <laughs> do, the, do the alternative. It's still so wild. Tom Cruise is 58 and uh, Wilford Brimley was 50 when he filmed Cocoon. Isn't that that makes weird. no sense. 
it, it you know that that one goes around Doug and the other one is where uh, the the traveling Wilburys when they when that went around where it was like look uh, when they said this is how old each person was on this cover and I would have thought they were all 70 years old right and they, you know they were uh, Tom Petty was 43 Bob Dylan was oh 48 like what <laughs> <laughs> those are some young fucking Wilburys yeah right it was bizarre <laughs> I mean, that name sounds like it would just have dust on it. Yes. And then they're, <laughs> yeah, they're that young. And by the way, I, I could be wrong about those ages, but they were much younger than what I thought they would be. Right. Yeah. They, uh, they've done some, they'd all done some hard living at that point. Oh, no yeah. question. And they were, they were showing the signs. Well, but, that one uh, guy, Roy Orbison, he couldn't, uh, he, he went blind from all the partying. <laughs> I mean, I guess... That's a good way to, I mean, if you're going to go blind. He, wait, he wasn't he blind was. his whole life or was he? He's not blind at all. He just wore sunglasses. Oh, yeah. I thought he was blind. No, wow. he's not blind. No. You're blind to the, you're ignorant to his blindness. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't one of those guys. Yeah, but he did wear sunglasses all the time, but they were the more like the, you know, like how Robin Thicke wears sunglasses all the time. Like Robin Thicke's not blind, but I swear sometimes I think he is when he can't figure out the identity of the masked singer. <laughs> now, now, Doug, are you one of the guys, because uh, our mutual friend Scott Ackerman loves The Masked Singer, enjoys it, thinks it's fun. I can't take a second of it. I watched the first season. Um, where do you land on Masked Singer? I I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. I'm, I'm anti-Masked Singer. But um, Masked Dancer. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's Masked Dancer. I know. And- you can't possibly like that. I found that a little bit more entertaining just because, you know, like uh, people can't dance. Like uh, the weird part about Mass Singer is there's so many professional singers coming on there. Right. Like like they, they it should yeah. either all be professional singers or all be goofs, you know, but the fact that it's a mix, like I don't understand the competition aspect of Mass Singer. Like are they trying to pick the best singer or the best you can't figure out who I right. am in person? Big reveal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they just sort of vacillate between those things. And I, I just, I like my, you know, games with a very specific, you know, goal. And, you know, I don't mind it being complicated, but I want to, I want to know exactly what's going on and what, you know, what factors into success. On that show, it just feels like, oh, okay, the, the Peacock won this season. Oh, great. Great. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, the peacock is awesome. the bell. Who cares? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Like, uh, I, and it's like I think part of the reason it's so successful is just because those little clips of the person pulling the head off. Oh my god! Like, especially when you see like you know the one where like Gary Busey's in there, like like he's got an expression on his face, like he thinks he's at home. You know, like <laughs> like, like, uh, like it's wild. Like like they put some really. They put some people in those things that seem like very hot, complicated costumes to, to stand around in for any length of time. Yes. Like one person, when they when they, when you do like your encore after you get kicked off, they want you to put the head back on. I forget who it was. I think it might have been Mickey Rourke was like, I'm not putting that back on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rourke was on there? Yeah. Yeah. What? I think he got eliminated like the first night he was on. Oh. <laughs> Can he sing at this point? I, I, you know, he got through something. I think he probably sang like Guns N' Roses or something. Yeah. I, and I'm guessing Ken Jung went, yeah, I think it might be Smokey Robinson. Yeah, Ken, it's Smokey Robinson. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that drives me crazy that the judges have to, you know, have to spend week after week when like, oh. you know, if they go on the Internet for two seconds, they can find out who everybody thinks it is. And that's probably who it is. Right. But they you know, they have to have all these dumb guesses and the guesses are always like way above the pay grade of that show. People that aren't there's no way in hell they'd come on. Oh. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I'm getting a Tina Turner vibe. Yeah. Tina Turner's doing this show, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the messed up thing is you'd never know. You right. ne- someone of that stature may just suddenly pop like Elton John may be in one of those stupid costumes. Oh one day. <laughs> well, if there's ever a yellow brick road costume, you know, it's him. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, just as a, it's like an intersection of, you know, when a famous person decides they need more, you know, attention and, you know, possibly, uh, uh, money or whatever like yeah. what, can you imagine him kicking off his uh i think elton john would be a hilarious one especially if he wore something that was just very clearly oh that's going to be elton john in there because right. <laughs> yes, then they does. have to sit there and make a bunch of dumb guesses and everyone's yeah. like it's a donald duck costume it's gonna be elton john. <laughs> donald duck in a laker or in a dodger uniform of course yeah 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 love it <laughs> oh man we are so far behind um oh that's a good um, thing. It's not, it's not a bad really thing. Time. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. 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 I, sometimes I, like there'll be a long silence and then I'll go, oh, man, we are so far ahead. Oh. <laughs> it's really ruining this episode. No. Um, Doug's you've known, Jimmy. Doug's there's I've me. Known. There's Doug Mellard. What other Doug's have you known? Oh, well, I know. I know the wonderful Doug Jones. Um, yes. There's not. He's, a, I, uh, honestly, uh, one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Yeah, kind of a king of the Dugs doesn't doesn't um, present as a Doug to me. <laughs> um, like he seems too cool to be a Doug. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, yeah, he's certainly better than you two. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a stage manager I worked with on a uh, TV show. His name was Doug, and I don't remember his last name, but he was a very nice man. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, there was a baseball player named Doug DeCensus that I can remember. I didn't know him personally. Um, I don't think I've known a lot of Dougs in my lifetime. I, uh, somebody's dad was named Doug. I remember that. Yeah, it's a typical response when we ask uh, people on this show you know, uh, about their Doug exposure, and it's it's pretty limited. You know, I was in a band in high school, and our first drummer's name was Doug, Doug Harlow. Yeah, right. um, so there's a Doug. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to what I call my telephone, and I'm going into my contacts. I'm going to put in the name Doug and see what happens. Okay. Uh, all right, I got exciting. Doug Benson. Top match is Doug Benson. <laughs> nice. And then the very funny, this guy's great. Doug uh, Cairo, do you know Doug? Doug Cairo. Uh, I don't know him, no. K-A-R-O. He worked at uh, Conan, then he uh, was the uh, EP of uh, Dion Cole's uh, TV show. Um, and then, I uh, don't know his last name, but he's. Uh, I have him in here as Douglas Electrician. He's my electrician. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a great name. And yeah. he goes by Douglas. He is not a Doug. He goes by Douglas. Wow. And he's an electrician. Yeah. And he, boy, it doesn't good. seem like it. Douglas doesn't seem like a, you know, a man who knows how to fix things would be called Douglas. <laughs> no, no. Douglas seems like a guy that would have a bow tie on and uh, be leading a, a lecture of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, Douglas, by the way, Doug, electricity, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this about Doug, the electrician. Uh, he is about uh, six foot nine um, and weighs maybe 75 pounds. He is, 
uh, <laughs> tall and, and very string beanie. And so when he has to go up into the attic to uh, do some electricity, uh, do some work, I, I don't know how he folds himself up and gets up there. He is, uh, <laughs> it's like a magic trick when he comes out of there. You're like you see him decompress and he comes back to real size. It's, um, it's fascinating. Douglas, the electrician is fascinating. And then the last one in here is, uh, and this is the last name, Ileana Douglas. Uh, that's the, Oh yeah, of course. Um, that's a last name. Yeah. And she's terrific it. though. Those are she's the only great. four in here that are Doug. All right. Yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, on this show, we accept, uh, someone named Doug, someone who's played a character named Doug, someone whose last name is Douglas. Uh, middle name when somebody's middle name is Doug, we'll take them all. But then oh. ultimately, we end up with a guy named Jimmy. I forgot, <laughs> Doug. I I used to I, I used to go to dinner every uh, every Thursday with Douglas Fairbanks Jr. I forgot about that. Oh wow! Whoa. So that's uh, every Thursday. Every Thursday, I would go with the corpse of Douglas Fairbanks Jr. <laughs> uh, to uh, In and Out. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. He loved that secret menu that people won't shut the heck up about. <laughs> um and you've uh you've never played a character named doug i don't think i don't you know i was in a movie called the godfather of green bay and tom lennon played a character named doug and it was spelled d-u-g and um but that is uh, i don't think i played a character named doug no i have to say no okay you're on the record is never having <laughs> portrayed a doug uh, you never portrayed a doug most people named doug you don't even bother to learn their last name I uh, uh, I have betrayed a Doug. Um, you know, I, I was going to say, what if what if you went to my IMDb page? Because I, I, I have not done a lot of acting roles. But what if you looked and they were all named Doug and I don't remember that? <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, actors, uh, you can really stump them on questions about their own, uh, you know, characters, they've, you know, names of characters they right. play and stuff. Because it's just they're on to the, you know, the next character, the, the you know, the really good ones um all right so we're gonna take a, a brief commercial break okay and then uh it's time to start asking you directly uh questions about you jimmy okay whoa, boy. Uh, okay yeah and uh it's called five and five and we'll be back with that right after this commercial break we'll be right back as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're back and it is almost time for five and five where Doug Mellard and Doug Benson each ask our guest five questions without having conferred with each other. But before we do that, Jimmy Pardo. Yes, sir. We would like you to eat some leftovers. <laughs> wow. That was, I mean, that sounded like Do a professional intent? sting, like a professional oh. drop just came <laughs> in. But that was just, 
that was just Doug Mellard with his with his Doug Mellard mouth. Oh, and uh, what that means, the eat some leftovers means that last week's guest, we didn't get to all of his questions. And, uh, you know, we thought of them and we want answers. So we're going to ask you the leftover questions from a great guest on the show last week, Oscar Nunez. Oh, I love Oscar. Love Oscar Nunez. Yeah, so I think you can speak on his behalf and answer okay. these questions. Uh, so go ahead, Doug. What did you have that we didn't get to for uh, Oscar? Uh, number one of the two leftovers I have left. Uh, you were in Beethoven's Big Break. What was his big break? I'm, I, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, he, he got the opportunity to actually perform in an orchestra, and uh, it was just a bundle of family fun. <laughs> is, is that the real deal, or is that... Uh... No, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah, because I right, mean... Though. That could be the I ending. Think, I don't think that... Um, I don't think there's any movies about Ludwig von Beethoven <laughs> called... What was it called? Beethoven's big break. break. Beethoven's big break. I think that's a sequel in the uh, the Beethoven dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh, I, 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 I knew that. I just, yeah. I, I just was uh, <laughs> making him that he was always wanted to play in the orchestra. That's what was happening. Oh, I, um, I know my Beethoven world, Doug. You don't have to condescend to me about the Beethoven world. But I, well, I was, I thought, I thought Doug, uh, you know, was uh, didn't know what that movie was. By the way, he no, he I, asked, I, I oh, know okay. it's the dog movie, but. I could also see it having a really ridiculous ending because I think that was several sequels in. So who knows what they're doing? You know, like but that's what, or whatever. But that's what's uh, that's what's bugging me about this Beethoven thing is that like <laughs> you know Beethoven's big break made made me laugh. But like I think the first few Beethoven's movies are like Beethoven second, Beethoven yeah. comes back home, Beethoven like. Beethoven is the funniest name to then follow it up with some something ridiculous, not something just, you know, that you'd kind of like, you know, I mean, like, like, I wish there was a, you know, Beethoven goes bananas and, uh, you know, and Beethoven goes to Monte Carlo that those would be movies that I would, uh, how far into the Beethoven series did, um, uh, who was the dude in the, uh, Charles Grodin? How long did he last? Do you think? I'm going to say one. I would say one oh, or two, he, yeah. I thought he was in two. Oh, was he really? I think. I think he's in two. Um, but yeah, that's probably the end of the line for him. But he's the one that legitimized the whole thing. Like, he's so great. God, he's there great. are eight, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Like. What the Christ? All right, tell us the names. <laughs> tell us the names of these things. Uh, we'll decide the Beethoven, best name. Beethoven, Beethoven, Beethoven's second, Beethoven's third, Beethoven's fourth, Beethoven's oh, fifth, Beethoven's big break, Beethoven's <laughs> Christmas adventure, and Beethoven's okay. treasure tra uh, tale. Oh boy. So, uh, you know, my uh, my son. We, you know, we watched every family movie that there was ever made when he was younger. We ne we'd never watched any of those. Yeah. Oh, you gotta. You know, I mean, now it's probably too late. You'll probably hate it. But uh, that first Beethoven, it's got like David Duchovny is like one of the annoying neighbors that Beethoven fucks with, <laughs> and. Um, Charles Grodin just acts his heart out because he he hates Beethoven. He hates him. He, I hate Beethoven. Oh. I hate it. And then, you know, of course, he's got Beethoven's got to win him over somehow by the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, Grodin made it to two. Judge Reinhold took over in three. I like Judge, too. Boy, you know what? I'm in on Beethoven. I think we're going uh, to binge it all. Uh, it's, it's 
going to make your top 12 for sure. Sure. <laughs> you think anybody like uh, Judge Reinhold's kids ever, when he tells them to do something, they're saying, you're not the judge of me? <laughs> All right. Every so, time. Every, every time. time. It's got to happen constantly. What a weird ass name. It's just like, I can't get over that guy, that, that dude that's on the news all the time, and his first name is Major, Major Garrett. Yes. It's just like, it's like, you can't do that. That's. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe you should have named Oliver Lieutenant Pardo. Uh, uh, that you know what the uh, lieutenant is ruined because of uh, Forrest Gump, like Lieutenant Dan, and oh, now you man. can't you can't you can't call anybody lieutenant anymore without people thinking about that movie. That's true. Next thing you know, you don't have any legs. Oh, poor Sinise. <laughs> Sinise? That's not his name. <laughs> that is. Yeah, it is. Sinise. All right, I got it right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a strange name to like. Uh, it's not the kind of name that I would just refer to him by his last no, name. No, it know? sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denise is here. Oh, really? Are there any side effects? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Good first question, Doug. I've got another question for Oscar Nunez we didn't get to last time. Uh, it was a simple one. It was just waffles or mochi? Uh, well, I, I don't know what mochi is, so I'll say waffles. <laughs> mochi is that delicious uh, ice cream treat from Japan. Oh. that um, co-stars with Waffles in the uh, children's show on Netflix, Waffy, Waffles and Mochi. Oh, boy. Uh, I've never yeah. seen the program, but I again, I'm, I'm going to go. I, I'm still going to stand by Waffles. I think they're uh, delicious. Well, I, and that's a terrific answer. I, you know, I, I can only assume that's where, you know, Oscar probably would have headed the same way because you're no both... Question. You're both adult men's men men folk who aren't uh, who aren't uh, scouring Netflix for for um, children's shows hosted by Michelle Obama. Oh, is she hosting that program? Yeah. that's where it is. Well, she's like the she's like the main human character, and ah. then and then Waffles, who is a puppet who has waffles for ears and different like waffle things going on. So I guess. Once they realized he was covered in waffles, they named him Waffles. Oh. Uh, and then uh, a, a Moki is just a little ball of a little like pink ball of ice cream, and it's it's adorable. It's like you know Baby Yoda level adorable. This, oh. this Mo Mochi character, and um, they go they travel around the world to meet different famous chefs and learn about uh, cooking. Uh, but it's you know but it's basically a kids show. But I that's all the songs in it are written by. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates, our friends, Ricky oh. and Kate. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to uh, write these songs and then like really they got, you know, since it's, since it's Michelle Obama, they got like really, you know, big artists to, like sing the songs and stuff. Like in the first episode, Sia sings a song that they wrote about a tomato singing about how it's a fruit. Well, that's uh, and all I'm thinking about is that uh, then they get to hang out with the Obamas that uh, good for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. God, what a joy. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. I think it's all been done remotely so far, so I don't think she's... Well, uh, they'll get to meet that. one day. This pandemic won't last forever, Doug. Yeah, no, I'm sure every time they give them another great song, M Michelle and Barack are like, let's have brunch sometime. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right, so um, I got to say, I would not expect to do such a good Michelle Obama impression. It was... <laughs> um, go ahead there, uh, Doug, your next question. All right, it's it's a hard one. Godzilla uh -oh. versus Kong. Whose side are you on? Um, again, this is Oscar Nunez answering, uh, not not Jimmy <laughs> of course, Cardo. Of course, of course. 
So uh, I see him going Godzilla. I see him as a lizard guy. Uh, that's not what I expected. But oh, sorry to let you, you know. Down. You know that's that's uh, it's not you. It's Oscar. Well, maybe you should have uh, sped it up last week so that you could have got the real answer then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really. I'm start, it's starting to dawn on me. Like I've got some questions I really want to get the answers to from you today, Jimmy. And we're we're just chewing up time right now with yes. this stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't, I don't know what we're thinking, but um, I I can't I can't build up a you know you you pair any two classic movie characters and have them fight. I could probably pick the one that I would you know prefer to win. But I honestly don't have a dog or a monkey or a lizard in the <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla fight. I don't. I don't care which one wins. Uh, I, I I would go uh, Jimmy Pardo now speaking, no longer in character as Oscar. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, I saw this movie and um, oh, okay. I just wanted it to end. Um, <laughs> didn't care who won. Uh, but I, it, 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 and in fact, I predicted the ending as we were. Uh, Driving up there, I said, I turned to Oliver, I said, I predict it ends like this, blah, blah, blah. And then that happened. Um, but I, I like Kong. I like Kong to win. I like, I, I, I've had a thing for, I like King Kong in general. I, I like him. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problems with King Kong, but I don't understand their beef. You know, I don't understand why, why I would want Kong to, to, you know, beat up Godzilla. I mean, do we know which one started it? I mean, this, this has been yeah, going Godzilla. on for a long time. Godzilla stole a hat, a baseball hat from. Yeah, Kong. I think That's he's right. All right, well then, in that case, I'm with you, Jimmy. I'm 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 on Kong's side. Yeah, you don't. Have to, <laughs> you can't support a thief. I have to say, you know, like you know, there's obviously Godzilla and King Kong movies that have their their you know kind of kitsch value, like they're you know they're especially the Godzilla movies can get pretty uh, corny and silly, uh, and uh, terrible special effects and and, and whatnot, but like. Uh, it's it's weird how the King Kong movies are always like you know tend to be more like trying to take it seriously. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and the Godzilla movies more are more like, I agree with just, that. Let's Godzilla movies are just like let's just smash it up and let's just, <laughs> you know have flames come out of his face and it doesn't even matter like who he's fighting or anything. So uh, my point just being that out of all of it that I've seen. I like the Kong Skull Island a lot. Oh, it's oh. great. It's a fun one. Boy, we were, uh, uh, I, I took my mother before she passed away. She Because she uh, has a love of King Kong as well. And she was disappointed with that because he wasn't sympathetic enough for her. Right. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, uh, he was a wild beast. Um, here's a, a fun offshoot story that I'll tell very quickly. One time we went to visit my dad in Chicago, Danielle Oliver and I. And in the elevator, we get in the elevator of the hotel we were staying in. And these three, uh, you know, comic book looking guys, uh, you know, uh, got in the elevator with us and they said, uh, are you guys here for G-Fest? And we went, no, 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 we are not here for G-Fest. And then the doors opened and they got out and then the doors closed. And then we tried to guess what G-Fest was. And we, is, is it Gunfest? Are we, are we in a hotel with a gun, a gun festival? Is it, is it Godfest? It's some weird religion. It was uh, Godzilla Fest. No way. And uh, there was a whole convention at this hotel for Godzilla and um, and then by by default other, you know, um, classic monsters. But it was it was mostly Godzilla uh, based. And we uh, uh, we snuck into it and uh, Oliver loved it. 
I mean, you go to a Godzilla fest, you're going to run into a Megalon, right? But uh, you know, not not as many as Godzillas. They're the, they're the prominent feature of Godzilla fest. I yeah, I didn't know they got that specific. Yeah, there's G fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of it's like, also just abbreviated to G fest. That's so right. Yeah. Or uh, what are they? Are they like? That sounds like they're trying to hide a scandalous word. I th- <laughs> well, that's what we thought. We're like, that's why we were like, we, we, we jumped to either some weird religious cult is happening in there or, oh my God, is the NRA taking over this hotel? What's happening? And nope, it just turns out it's just the love of a fake lizard. All right, great. Or maybe Gwyneth Paltrow is having a goop fest. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Whose turn is it? Is it me again? You, last leftover, I believe. Oh, finally. Okay, good. Uh, hope you're not too full, Jimmy. There's one last left. Okay. Uh, did you steal office supplies from the set of People of Earth? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I took one of the chairs we would uh, use to sit around in group therapy. Yes. Okay. Did you ever see that show, Jimmy? I did. Oh, okay. Because you actually knew something about it. That was uh, that was impressive. It was a... Uh, a uh, uh, Konico production. So um, uh, I watched uh, uh, several of them. And I like my friend Oscar was on it. So I, I did watch it. Yeah. It, it, that was the show with uh, Wyatt Cenac. Yes. For the first season, right? Oh, see, that's I, I couldn't follow what was going on with the with the people of Earth. But I, I the, the little of it I did watch. I, I did enjoy. So, yeah. Um, um, it's back available for streaming right now. It, it, it just got released on some streaming platform this week, I, th- I want to say beautiful i you know you're more likely to say it than than oscar so i'm glad you're uh here in his place happy to help <laughs> thank you for eating all of those leftovers jimmy sure we've got five and five questions written especially for you all right uh you can you know take as little or as much time you know don't don't feel the pressure for us to get to all of them because yeah i gotta be honest we like to we like to have some leftovers yes yeah, of course it's, it's fun it's fun for the next guest, you know, who is unbooked at this point. Oh so boy, you could you could be anybody. Good. Could be anybody has to deal with this. Um, but of course, as always, Melly Mel is up first. All right, Jimmy. Between your acting credits, do you know how many degrees away from Kevin Bacon you are? Oh boy, it's not that far, right? Do uh, no. you have the answer on this, Doug? I have at least one answer. I'm sure there's multiple. Uh, it, it, I think it's close because I think if you go to Dream Girls, uh, and then it's one away. Somebody in Dream Girls oh, worked wow, with yeah, Kevin Bacon, right? That's gotta be. I mean, Eddie. Oh sure. I think. I, think I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love to go away for a weekend and have some nice Beyonce and bacon? <laughs> Wait, that's not it. Um, Eddie Murphy, Beyonce. Jennifer Hudson, Jamie Foxx, John Lithgow, John Krasinski, Ooh, yeah. Danny uh, Glover. Yeah, some somebody. I, I want to say it's Dreamgirls, and I so I'm one away from Kevin Bacon or two away. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. One of those people has to have worked with Kevin Bacon. That's my guess. But uh, Doug, what did you have? I developed a much more difficult plot. It was uh, that you were in Dark Air uh, with Terry Carnation that has Rain Wilson. Yes. Who's in Juno with Jennifer Garner, who was in Draft Day with Kevin Costner, who was in JFK with Kevin Bacon. Oh, all right. But 
But yeah, I think you're one away with Dream Girls. I think so. And again, I don't know for a fact. I, I, I'm just I'm just guessing that it, because there's so sure. many people involved there that it that it has to be. Yeah. Probably Lithgow. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. It's John Lithgow. John Lithgow was in uh, Kevin Bacon with Footloose. It's one away. There it is. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. There you go. Yeah. One away from Bacon. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah. Streamlined it. That's exciting. I've never been more excited. I I literally (laughs) answered that like I was in the chair for a million bucks on Millionaire. That's how thrilled I just got. Yeah. That was really, the enthusiasm was off the charts. Um, my first question for you, yes, sir, is uh, you're stranded on an island with all of the Muppets. It's just you and all the Muppets. Which one do you eat first? <laughs> um, boy, oh boy! Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I would say uh, probably Miss Piggy. Um, uh, you know, again, a nice afternoon of Beyonce and bacon. So. <laughs> Um, I think you got to go Miss Piggy because you got you could have ham sandwiches, you could have uh, sausage, you could have bacon. There's a lot of options. <laughs> it's a very practical answer. Yeah, yeah, she would be a good provider. She'd probably be you know much better than like you know Beaker. Uh, well, Beaker we need no for his scientific expertise. Oh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna let Beaker live so that he can help out. Sure, and then Kermit, you let live because you need somebody to uh, have conversation with, and um, you know, just uh, uh, just to keep you sane. I yeah, and you're not a, you're not really a fan of French cuisine anyway, right? You're not a frog's legs guy. I'm not, and I don't. I certainly don't like crepes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Good answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, We kind of touched on this a little bit with the the family movies you guys have been taking in, but as your son gets older, is there a comedy you've been saving and excited to show him? Oh boy, that's a great question. I, um, the answer is obviously yes, but I under uh, uh, duress like this, I'm panicked and I can't (laughs) think of it. We did watch Ishtar last night. Oh, wow. Um, and the first half of that still holds up, and then it gets uh, boring, and then it's good again at the end. Um, do you, uh, do you, did you set it up for Oliver that what we're about to watch is, you know, was a heavily, massively reviled flop? Or, yes. Uh, okay, so he knew that going in. We told him all of that. And the reason it came up is uh, two nights ago we watched uh, The Hope Crosby uh, Road to Morocco, which is unwatchable after the first 12 minutes. Um and so it was like, so, so somebody suggested, hey, you know what's a great road movie is Ishtar. And I was like, of course it is. Let's watch Ishtar tonight. And then we told them all the background. Then we watched Ishtar. And um, boy, oh boy, that middle section where it just gets uh, boring is really boring. But uh, And, and that, that volleyball scene is real weird. No, dude, Doug, <laughs> you're thinking of the wrong movie entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe I all those All those greased up camels, it's weird. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, um, so, I, Doug, I don't know the answer. To that. I, I, obviously, you know what it is? It's probably Fast Times. I think I think it would be Fast Times or Ridgemont High oh, um, that I don't think probably holds up and I probably wouldn't laugh once at. But that's the one that I keep thinking when he gets old enough, uh, I'll show him that. And uh, because I do think there's some there's a couple of decent laughs in there. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, full of irresponsible behavior. Yes. And it kind of glorifies some pretty terrible things. But um, uh, I think that even though 
you know, the jokes may not make Oliver laugh. There's just something about, you know, especially Spicoli, but just in general, there's just a, it's just got a real nice pace to it. And uh, just a lot of, uh, you know, memorable lines, you know, like, like that's the thing that I think Cameron Crowe ultimately in the end, he's not as much as he'd like to be the new Billy Wilder. I think that, uh, his movies are too much just quotable lines uh, that like over time it, the movie loses something. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. Um, uh, my dad, as a matter of fact, uh, used to always quote uh, fast times with the scene where judge Reinhold's in the bathroom looking at uh, uh, Phoebe Cates on the diving board and yeah. somebody opens up the door and he goes, doesn't everybody ever knock anymore. And, uh, it's it's a it's a great line and it's like I used to think it was why is my dad quoting that it's like well your dad's thirty six that's why he's quoting it he's you know he's not an old man he's a, you know he gets it so, yeah and he wanted to be caught clearly because he why wouldn't he just lock the door yeah lock the door judge I'm not here to judge but that was <laughs> uh, yeah well, the, the move he was he wanted to be caught he was it was a cry for help <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a cry for help. Jimmy, this is, might be a tough one. Might just just shoot right out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best band of all time that isn't named after a city or have the word the in their name? Uh, for me, for Jimmy, so you mean for, you, in this real for life, Jimmy Pardo? Jimmy Pardo. I believe I've eliminated a few of your favorites. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, <laughs> uh, you got to It's going to be Journey. It's Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should have said, or, uh, <laughs> or, um, bands named after travel. Yeah. Um, well, then I would have said sticks or Ario Speedwagon or foreigner or triumph. Or yeah. Rush. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wrote mean, I, down, I said, what if I took sticks and foreigner off the table? I had that written down. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, cause yeah, just a- freestyle. If you could just pick any band, which, which one's your favorite? Well, uh, well, Chicago, of course. Yeah, um, and then uh, and then Journey, and then uh, you know, then then it gets jumbled with Sticks and Foreigner and 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 Iron Maiden and Ario Speedwagon. Uh, but that's that's you know that that's my thing. Yeah, I'm a classic rock guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, you know part of the fun of that question was I you know I knew I knew where we were headed, but right. you still you still figured out how to. Uh, oh, I stuck around, around. Your bullshit. You got a nice, you got you did a nice work around there. Thank you. All right, Doug, let's go. We got a, we got a couple more minutes. All right, Jimmy. Yes, sir. If you had to get a new tattoo today, what would it be? You know what I would love to get? I would love to get Bella Lugosi as Dracula, um, and uh, in that famous pose of him, uh, you know, uh, standing and then holding the cape over uh, half his face. That's what I would get. Oh, you mean like from uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space? I don't know if that, I don't, is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> well, they brought him back when it was, it's just sad. They brought him back oh. when he was old and they, most of the shots are of his, actually of his, uh, I think orthodontist, uh, just wearing the costume oh. and he's, and he's a different size. I mean, you know, yeah, it's one of the biggest turkeys of all time, as oh, they like boy. to say. <laughs> um, That's a rad tattoo idea though. I think it's cool, but uh, if it, you know, I, I have the two tattoos, and my wife has never said these words, but I think uh, she would leave me if I got a third. <laughs> I didn't even know you had two tattoos. Are they? Uh, they're so they're not uh, in the open. They not are not. Feet. In fact, I I have them a little higher on my arms than what they would usually put tattoos because I wanted to make sure they could be hidden by short sleeve shirts. 
Yeah. Um, uh, when Oliver was born, uh, admittedly, I kind of had like a little midlife crisis of, oh my God, I'm about to be a dad. Uh, I got to do something crazy. And um, so I went and got a tattoo and then it's like, uh, all right, well, this one seems lonely. It needs another one over here. And then it's like, oh, that one seems uh, big. So I'm going to make the, I'm going to add to this one. So um, I have two tattoos. And they're, right. and they're both uh, ocean related. They right? are nautically based. Yes, the yeah. first one is a shark, and the second one is an anchor with my son's name on it because uh, he keeps me steady. Love it. All right. Well, just keep in mind that if just keep in mind that if you're ever you know having an argument with him, you could say the anchor is because he brings you down. <laughs> yeah, you're dragging me down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, one more quick one here, and then we got to go. And uh, but we have some terrific leftovers for the next guest. Okay. Um, do you think Dumb Dora was treated unfairly by Match Game? Um, I think that they, yeah, I do. I do. I don't think uh, Dora was all that dumb. And I think they went out of their way to, uh, make her look even dumber than, uh, maybe, uh, uh, I think she just maybe was a little bit simple. Yeah. And like, how could it help her mental development? If like every time her name comes up, an entire audience screams, how dumb was she? Ex right. That's not going to make you feel good. That poor woman had to be in therapy till the day she died. I mean, that's somebody we got to get on the show, somebody named Dora, because that's got to be a tough name. Oh, because I don't know. I, I can't think I can't think of it. If I hear the name Dora, I think, oh, she must be dumb. Well, there's the one that explores everything. She's pretty sharp. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I think the explorers in the right there in her name. If the show was just called Dora, people would go, oh, it's just a show about a dumb person. Right. But, she, had to but this one's an explorer. Oh, OK. Definitely a different Dora. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Larry the Cable Guy started? Remember the name of that movie? Oh, what was it? I want to say it was uh, Larry the Cable Guy Pest Exterminator or something like that. Like he, It was definitely like a, they just saw a pet detective and went, well, what could he be? Yeah, except uh, this guy already has a job. <laughs> it's in his name. Right. Larry the Cable Guy. No, you're right. He was like oh he was like God. a PI or something. It was like Larry the Cable Guy, private investigator. Right. Like but again, he's got a like, but his name is his job. What are you doing? He's doing. He's got. He's uh, moonlighting. He's got several jobs, and uh, you know, two of them are in the title. All right, hang on. I'm I'm, I'm quickly looking it up so that we could. Uh, of course, it doesn't show up. Oh, here it is. It, yeah, it's Larry the Cable Guy, health inspector. Ah! <laughs> Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, PI. Yeah, it's MD. Again, it doesn't make any sense it's at so, all. It's Larry it's so the Cable Guy. All right, all right. I gotta, I gotta work that into a game on Douglas movies. Oh, that I love it. Ridiculous. Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. I never even thought about that. Yeah. How weird that is. Right? It's 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 insane. Doug the comedian, fireman. <laughs> Stupid. Thank you for opening yeah. our eyes on that. Happy to do it, guys. Happy to the important <laughs> things. I, I, you come to me for the important things. <laughs> well, what have you uh, uh, got to promote, Jimmy, aside from, of course, Never Not Funny, the podcast, part of the Misfit Toys Collective? Um, well, we're actually, uh, to that point, we actually are celebrating our 15th year uh, this, uh, this week. So that's exciting for Never Not Funny. And of course, I've got the uh, uh, Jimmy's Records and Tapes, which is available on YouTube, where I uh, discuss uh, uh, this season. I'm discussing my five favorites of a certain topic uh, each week. And uh, those are a lot of fun to watch as well. 
That sounds great. Doug Mellard. I'm just going to, again, find me on social, Doug Mellard. Uh, be safe and check out a band called Rose City Band. What, I like what are they called? Bands. Rose City Band. Real good stuff. Okay. Come do they me. sound at all, Doug? Do they sound like classic rock at all? Uh, I wouldn't say classic rock. I mean, uh, he's got some other bands. Uh, it's more like country all right. snake rock. Are, okay. <laughs> well, you, you lost Jimmy. Jimmy's out. Jimmy <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm back in. Uh, oh, you are? Mm. So, sorry. I like a, uh, I like a, uh, an acoustic guitar. I'm in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Rose City Band. I wrote it down. Also, RushTicks.com is where you go if you want to come to my 420 show uh, virtually. Tickets are 10 bucks and they're available now. RushTicks.com slash Doug dash sesh. But if you just go to the site, it, the, all the shows are just laid out and it's not hard to find mine. Thank you once again to our guest, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, Thanks, my Jimmy. pleasure. Thanks for having me. I came up with a good name for this episode. As always, never not Dougie.